Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Equitable Satisfied Show. To the beautiful butterfly show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners. Presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Thursday uh, to you guys out there. Hope you um, are having a fantastic week thus far. Um, here um, in North Carolina, we are having a rainy, dreary day, but nevertheless, it's been a pretty good day, you guys. And so thank you guys for tuning in to the Beautiful Butterfly Show brought to you by Vibration Radio. Uh, that means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to our sponsors um, and all of you guys who hold us down over here on the beautiful Butterfly Show. And tonight, folks, tonight uh, we have a guest joining us, you guys. We have uh, Netta Voss. Uh, she's been on before. And so she um, is joining us this evening. And so last time... Uh, that we um, had her on the show, uh, we actually discussed um, mental health, mental health awareness, and um, all of the things that took place with her in her own personal life. And so this evening, um, you guys, we are going to get into um, the healing zone and why her emphasis is on the healing zone, uh, what her uh, her method uh, to having a great year is all about for 2018 and more. And of course, uh, we're going to get into um, the mental health side and seeing if you're mentally prepared uh, for the new year, you guys. And so if you have any questions or comments, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or you can feel free to inbox me on Facebook um, at Bianca Fly, and I'd be happy to ask your questions live here on the show this evening, you guys. And so we're not um, going to delay any longer. We're going to bring our special guest of the hour on here. Ned, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Bianca
Yes, I'm here. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It ain't raining where I'm at, but I'm a little pleasy still. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I know last time um, that you joined us, we did have an awesome, awesome conversation on um, mental health um, and and all the stages of that and that it pertained to. And so um, this time uh, you are back and you have revamped and restructured and changed (laughs) gears and put on a new fur coat off of (laughs) of those (laughs) I'm waiting on that coat. It's coming. It's coming. I'm praying for it. And so, for the folks out here uh, who this may be their first time being introduced to you, tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Nia Vault. Um, I'm the founder of Reconnecting Our Communities and the Healing Zone. Um, I have 14 years of experience in the healthcare industry, and I have five years direct service working with underserved communities as a community health worker. Um, but I went and I shared my story. I broke my silence of many traumas in my life, overcoming a lot, um, including mental illness, um, major depression, suicide attempts, and I wanted to break my silence to help others to be able to have a chance to have a voice and to give them encouragement and empowerment. So I am also a life coach, an author, and a speaker, and I am just out here on the forefront just trying to, like, change the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Anita, I want to ask you, um, sharing your story and being so transparent about the things that have taken place um, in your life uh, from, you know, upbringing to being an adult, being a mom, at any moment, have you, did you ever feel like, man, did I, sh- was I really supposed to share all this? Did I, did I, did I, did I really oh. need to share all this? Like, did you ever go back and forth on if it was the best decision, you know, to be so open and transparent about the things that has happened in your life? I have. I have, and I have went through that actually a lot. It happened to me more than once. Um, and I think in the beginning when I started sharing my story, um, I did ask myself that question a lot of times mm-hmm. because um, some people wasn't responding. I think I was right. looking for a response from people, and I was like, wow, nobody's paying this any attention. Um, mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where even on my job, um, you know, for me, I, I worked in healthcare industry, so everyone knows what I advocate for, what I'm about. And I found right. it very interesting that even those individuals had no care in the world to say, hey, let's see, um, do you have anything that we can do? So it made me wonder, like, God, was I supposed to do that? Was I supposed mm-hmm. to sit around here and tell people <laughs> my story? Did you really want me? Because ain't nobody listening to me. And it, and it sometimes puts you in the place of doubt. But, you know, God always is, God is funny because <laughs> God is hilarious. But God <laughs> always has something to happen for me to have a reminder that, yeah, you were supposed to do that. I could be in the line. Um, somewhere I was in the line at the medical records line, and, and this gentleman, all of a sudden, he was agitated behind me, and he started with, like, everybody, you know, some people have mental health issues. And I turned around, and I was like, oh, my goodness, you too? And so we started talking, and his look at me was like, girl, you don't look like you've been through nothing. And we chit-chatted, and we spoke, and I was like, okay, guys, so 
I have some work to do. I mean, many things like that, like everywhere that I go, or I could like it, phone calls, but I definitely did it because it also comes with um, a sacrifice too because sometimes, you know, I'm I'm putting so much into my dreams and wanting to advocate and really help people and just pursue my desires and my dreams in life. And sometimes it took a sacrifice. It took away from my children um, from things they wanted, and I did question God about that. Like, was I supposed to do this? But right. um, I got to a point where there was a lot of times I was seeing a lot of articles and things, uh, especially towards the end of last year where children were committing suicide and you know, even those who were entrepreneurs that we look at that we felt had it all, they were even committing suicide. Right. So it was like, yeah, confirmation. I was supposed to do it. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned about <clears throat> doing this. And, and oftentimes when we get into new endeavors, especially um, when we have children, a family, uh, sometimes, you know, just jump starting that. Uh, can take us away from our families. And so we do have those moments where we're like, okay, am I really supposed to do this? Because I'm kind of not, you know, pouring pouring into this other half of my life as I should be. And so for you Mm -hmm. as a mom, how have you been able to juggle that? Because I know for some moms, um, it gets overwhelming of of trying to be that entrepreneur, trying to get those things up from the ground, but yet still needing to be that mom, needing to be that support, you know, for your kids. Oh, definitely. Um, it 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 has not been easy, um, <laughs> and I think it depends on everybody's situation. Everybody's situation right. is different, and when you you just have to take a moment, and everything that you do, you have to plan it uh, from the time you get up in the morning to the time you're gonna go to bed at night. Um, and there were some sacrifices in doing a lot of that. So for me, you know, I, in the morning I drive two hours going back and forth, dropping kids off and back home in traffic, and two hours in the evening. Um, wow. At the time I was working my nine to five, so I had to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and um, having worked 10, 12 hours sometimes um, because I was working overtime. But when you are on a mission, um, mm-hmm. to really pursue your dreams. I spoke to my kids. My kids are old enough for me to talk to and let them know this is what's going on. And it's never too late. And I just focused on what it is that I wanted to accomplish, and I did it. And there were sacrifices. No, you can't get them shoes you want. Oh, sorry. There were some meetings I had to miss at school. Sorry. I can't do it. Right. You know, it was activities they wanted to start. Now, right now, and I mean, you just it, anything that you do will come with a sacrifice, especially entrepreneurship. And you just have to really, really ask yourself, are you ready? That's why you have to. I tell people you gotta make sure you change the way that you're thinking, because when you're going into stuff, when you really want to pursue something, it ain't gonna be easy getting there at all. Really right. not. Um, so I just managed it with a lot of prayer. I managed it, you know, even with tears. Um, you know, there were moments that I break down and I cry and. But I picked myself back up because this is my dream and this is something that I want to do. And just having the right people in my corner to um, lift me up and support me in times of need, that's very, very important because you can't do it by yourself. Absolutely. And uh, one of the things uh, you mentioned a little earlier is that being being in a workplace uh, where people – know your story um mm-hmm. but maybe not necessarily 
uh, coming to you and saying, well, um, you know, what kind of ideas do you have that we can implement mm-hmm. uh, within things and so forth? And so for you, uh, being able to kind of step away uh, from that, so to speak, what was that feeling like to, you know, you're going to work, you're, you're pouring, you're giving all your energy to your job, and then you know that something's lacking, and then it becomes that point where we begin going, dreading going to work. It's like, oh, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, it's Monday, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so for you, what was that feeling like for you when you were able to disconnect from that and, and do what you were, you feel like you're destined to do? Wow. So uh, it's real funny. Um, I have a friend, and um, I always ask him um, in the beginning, how do you know when it's time to walk away? He said, Nita, you'll know. I can't tell you. I was like, oh, my God. So um, as time went on at my job, um, I worked with a, I worked for a Medicaid company in the district who has the highest numbers of members um, in underserved communities in the District of Columbia. And this particular um, insurance agency is always out in the communities, reaching out to people. So, um, I had concerns, and behavioral health is my thing. And whenever I would reach those concerns out, I felt like um, I had no voice, no one listened. And those were the hours that I had to learn how to use my own tools and, and things that I was giving out to others to stay in the race and not give up. I learned a lot in those um, times because, um, you know, what's for you is for you, who's for you is for you, but it was mm-hmm. lessons to be learned. And I needed to stay there until it got to a point. Honestly, to be honest with you, the day that I decided to leave is the day that it got to the point where I started to see children who had a high rate of suicide attempts between the ages of 10 to 17. Mm -hmm. And I was getting a lot of calls from adults who were calling and who was like, something is wrong with me. And they were reaching out, crying out, and there was nothing I can do. I'm not an entrepreneur at that job. That's not, you know, I'm not the CEO, so I don't make the rules. And I felt in my position, I still wasn't able to get those people the proper help that was needed. So I also gained lessons in the lack in the things that was needed, but I also learned that everybody don't care about everybody like I do. Right. And so right. I said, if I had told God, I said, um, you know, my resignation definitely stated that I left because of workplace stress, but also I live in the community of those individuals that are being served, and I will not rest my head in my bed and sleep at night knowing that I'm on a mission for God, knowing that I'm sharing my story with the world, but yet I'm not saving others. And so, therefore, I had to leave. I don't want to be under or connected to anyone who is not properly serving people because the reason why many people have jobs is because you serve people. And if those individuals were not around, you would not have a job. And so right. when I'm on a mission for God, I'm going to do it and do it right and do it in humbleness. Um, and I'm going to do and be the best that I can. So I put my trust into God. I wrote my resignation, and I left. But I also was building my business as I was at that job. So that's an important thing to know, too. I had a plan while I was at that job, and I was making moves, and I was doing things behind the scenes, and I just continued. And so when it was time to go, I left. I was afraid, but I did it. And Mm -hmm. that is when I knew I had to go, when I was like, this is it. I'm not being heard. 
people are not being served, and this goes against anything that I believe in and what I advocate for. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, oftentimes um, because we, we get caught up in our job and, and the you know, coworkers and, and the things that go on there, we would be surprised how often the people that we are supposed to be serving aren't getting served, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. how people are not doing their job. And, it, and you know, it kind of, I, I think when you're passionate about what you do, it kind of ruffles, ruffles your feathers, so to speak. Oh, when, my goodness. When you're pouring, <laughs> you know, when you're pouring, like, blood and sweat into making things happen and you're mm-hmm. looking around and everybody else just kicking up their heels, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and feeling like, they they have accomplished something when at the end of the day they they've done nothing you know there's still things that you know need to be done and so I think it definitely puts you in a state of mind to like okay what am I doing here what am I what am I doing Mm -hmm. a part of this environment especially when you know you're able and able and capable um, of doing more um, Mm -hmm. than than what you know what the current situation is and so far and so um, uh, with that. Uh, one of the things I, I do want to talk about after the break um, is, of course, uh, the healing zone and uh-huh. um, the great things that have taken place with that. Uh, so, you guys, we're going to take a little short break, but we're going to come back with more Nita Vault, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz, soul, and funk. Speaking of ambient records, make sure you guys just out um, next Thursday um, as we um, welcome lyrical 
songstress, Arrested a Day, um, as he comes on and shares his new album entitled Existence uh, with us. You guys can go and check out more about Arrested as well as the album Existence at www.ambient, that's A-M-B-Y-E-N-T records.com. You guys, um, you guys can also follow them on Facebook. Um, and Twitter also, you guys. And so tonight, you guys, we are on with Nita Vaugh, um as we uh, talk about um, her journey um, in switching gears um, for in preparation for the new year and all of those great things. And so, uh, Nita, you also um, uh, with the the healing zone itself. And so for the folks out there uh, who may not know, tell us a little bit about what the um, healing zone is. So the healing zone is a place where you can use your words without being mocked or judged. It is a place where you can um, be able to be who you are, uh, get encouragement, empowerment. And also I want people to create their own zones for me, it was creating a healing zone. I wanted to heal from my pain. I wanted to heal from my traumas. I wanted to heal from my doubt and my fears and become a better person. So I created a zone for myself. So the healing zone is to inspire women to be able to create a safe space for them and go for what it is that they want. Create a space that you want for yourself without any judgment and to really, really heal yourself from your pain and and. And, and do that without any fears at all. Um, the Healing Zone is also an app that is on Google. Um, that Google app is actually a live app, so we are able to conversate um, in live time. There's a community wall where you can ask questions. You can give words of encouragement. You can respond to each other. Um, the app was created specifically for women so that we can have a place where we can heal and a place that uh, we can create our own zone because we go through so much as women. So many women have so many things that they don't, they're afraid to uh, speak about, they haven't spoken about. And I know what that thing is like as a woman, as a mother suffering with depression a mom on welfare wanting to reach your dreams and desires and feeling like you can't do anything because of your past or your mistakes. So that's what the healing zone is. It is what it is. It's a space for healing. And it's a space where you get to create what it is that you want despite your current circumstances. Nita, do you think that oftentimes, and I heard you, you know, mention about women uh, feeling to be in a place to express, you know, um, different things that, that they may be going through or experiencing without feeling the judgment. Do you think that oftentimes, especially now, um, uh, I guess at the beginning of 2017, we saw a lot of women come out in the Mm -hmm. media um, who had faced um, sexual assault um, by Mm -hmm. numerous men, uh, you know, some very, high-powered men, professionals. And Uh so, and oftentimes people sit back and they question why, you know, wait so long or why. And And I've always said that I believe that people always, I believe 
take their time and share in their story because of that feeling of being judged. And, and when we look in the media, we see that. We see women being judged. Well, if she didn't look like this or if she didn't carry herself in this way or if she, you know, all of these different things. So do you think a lot of women don't share or don't feel comfortable sharing the things that they went through um, because of that fear of being judged? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, You know, everyone isn't going to, and and I'm okay with knowing that everyone isn't going to stand on the forefront like myself Mm -hmm. or other individuals and say, this has happened to me. And for those who are not going to come open to the world, to their friends or families, that's cool. That is okay. But at least give yourself that opportunity to acknowledge because a lot of times we don't we're not acknowledging those things. We kinda just let it go, hide it, and then people are wondering why we are who we are you know, why why some of us are like uh maybe distant or maybe your mm-hmm. actions or something like that is different and um people tend to judge you without knowing your story and they don't have to know your story. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day we still need to start healing from our own wounds. We need to start healing from our pain. And the one thing that is really, really hard to do is forgiveness. It's hard, but it's necessary. Um, So a lot of people are not going to um, speak about things, but there are some individuals that I I feel that God has assigned, like myself and others, to stand on the forefront, be the voice, and, 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 and have others behind us to say, it's okay, we're going to talk about this thing, speak about this thing, to let them mm-hmm. know that they're not alone, you know, mm-hmm. um, and begin to heal, begin to acknowledge. You can still seek therapy and not have to tell the world. You can still go to someone and talk about it and find ways to cope till and, and really live your life without having the weight on your shoulders of the things that have happened to you. And in those moments that you feel like you may feel like, hey, I want to come out, I want to talk about this thing, then do that. Um, but I think there's, there's a process in that. And there's a process in everything that we do. But definitely people, there's a lot of women who um, do feel that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and and the thing about it is that you mentioned um, as well early on about making sure that you have um, a great support system. So a lot of times we have people who have things going on with them, um, but we find that people don't get their healing or, you know, that they all, all, you know, that they may need because, of the support system that they have. You know, if your support system mm-hmm. um is telling you the opposite of, of what you what you need to hear and thus far, um it can kinda, you know, set you back. And so for you, um, in your own personal life, how important has it been for you to make sure that you have, you know, strategized to make sure that you had the proper support system that you need. Oh, let me tell you about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, honestly, let me tell you, it started with the beginning of my journey, and that continues um, daily. And when I swear by that is it started with me allowing myself to not be afraid of letting go people. Um, Mm -hmm. There were people who served their time and their purpose in my life, there were people who uh, they were assigned a season in my life, and now it was time to let go. Um, and so I just had to learn how to make room for my blessings. And mm-hmm. I made room for my blessings by not being afraid 
um, doing what I felt was necessary for me and having people around me who were going to accept me for me and not judge me. Mm-hmm. who was mm-hmm. going to be of help to me. And I'm very open about some things, a lot of things about my life, like my anxiety. And so for me, those who are in my circle, my support system that I do have right now um, is my family and a few friends. Um, and so I want people to be aware, like if I'm in a panic, if you see me and I look like there's a bit of anxiety coming up, like I want my support my support system they're definitely there to help me to stay focused, to right. um, be brief. And when there is times of doubt that may come, I have my support system to call on and pray. I have my support system that will come to me um, depending on the situation and definitely be there for me. Um, so it's really about what you feel that you need in your life. Um, that process is not easy. Because when you have people in your life, you feel like sometimes you have an obligation to them, especially if they've been in your life 10, 20 years. And a lot of times we don't want to let go of fear of what people want to say and think about us. But for me, I was in a fight of my life. So at that point, I was like, look, I'm letting go of any and everybody that is not for me in this season, season that's going to help me to grow. Right, and it right. wasn't that it was a bad thing. You have to start thinking about yourself and the things that you want. Because mm-hmm, if I wanted mm-hmm. to get better and I wanted to elevate, I was going to have to trust God in the process and trust that I was going to win some and I was going to lose some. And that's just what it is. When it comes to um, getting into the zone, to the healing zone. Um, oftentimes, uh, you know, we have to come become very realistic with ourselves and mm-hmm. um, own up to some things. You know, um, mm-hmm. even if, if others have hurt us, um, we always reflect back and see um, maybe how, if we might have played a part in it or what we could have done uh, to make situations better and, and thus far. And, and a couple of days ago, you uh, did a um, alive on the brokenness um, in mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And so you talked about that. And so l- let's touch on that a bit on when it comes to the brokenness in women. Um, mm-hmm. Why is it that you think that sometimes people may not always be able to identify. I think some people may get confused with women being angry and bitter and all of this things, but they're really broken. Or And so how do people or how does a woman herself know or able to identify when she is, in fact, broken? Oh, wow. So when it comes to knowing if you are broken, um, that's really being honest with yourself. Um, situations that we have gone through honestly has made us the person that we are. For some people, it makes them bitter and angry. Um, mm-hmm. You know if you're holding on to some things. You know if you're not letting go, um, how your actions are towards people. Um, and even in those moments that nobody knows about behind closed doors where you're holding on to, um, where you're hurting, you're just so hurt. Um, when you go through trauma, um you there are times that those things play in your mind and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, how do I get rid of this? And it just plays and plays and plays. 
um, people experience so many different things in their lives, whether it's like um, I was talking about like broken marriages, um, broken relationships, broken dreams. And so those are different areas of brokenness. It's not just about broken bitterness, um, anger and things like that, but people go through a lot of different situations of brokenness and you have to be able to identify those things. There are some women who say, hey, well, I had a failed marriage, so I would never, ever marry again. And I'm big on words because words are powerful. And so even though situations did not go um, like as planned as you wanted to, I start to identify with yourself. What are some things you learn? What are some things that you can take with you that you can um, become a better person. Um, and don't look at the situation so much as a negative, but learn your lessons from everything that goes on in your life. Start to heal from those things so that you don't sabotage what God has for you. You know, um, many times we're sabotaging and we don't even know that we're doing that because we're holding on to so much of the pain and we're not going to allow the blessings to come into our life because too busy holding on to stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and in that process um, of letting go of stuff, we begin to get to, um, like you said, the root um, of what has caused um, that brokenness. But we also going back to the healing zone, find that healing, find that healing process mm-hmm. uh, within um, of the things that we may have experienced and encountered. And so we do have a question here. Uh, this one comes from LaShawn mm-hmm. uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, she wants to know, during your lowest moment, how were you able to pull yourself out and continue on day to day? She says, I find myself as an entrepreneur having those low, low moments where I'm not really sure if what I'm doing is what I need to be doing. So I'm oftentimes comparing what I'm doing to other people's success. How do I get mm-hmm. myself going without getting sucked into other people's dream while staying focused on my own? Wow, so I have been there. So I'm going to start from the be- from the beginning and jump into today. Um, the main thing for myself, what I did is in my beginning, there was a reason why I decided to become the person who I am today. And that mm-hmm. reason was I was in major depression. I was overweight. I was diabetic. So I started to do things, which was first fix myself. I needed to lose weight. That was the truth. I needed to heal, I needed to get better, and I needed to start acknowledging what was bringing on my depression. And when it got to the place where I became happy again, like I felt like life again, and I was like, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And my mission, my thing was, God, help me in this moment of my brokenness. Give me a voice. If you allow me to share my story, I promise you, God, I would not be afraid and I would help other people. And so as I started to go on, and I know where she's coming from to answer her question, you cannot lose yourself in the process. So we see so many people on um, you know, social media. We're following people and we're seeing people elevate and we're seeing these things happen for them. But the one thing you got to remember is, too, this is not the reality of things. 
Because the reality right. is, as an entrepreneur and as a CEO, people do not know what you go through behind closed doors. And when mm-hmm. you are going for greatness, you have to understand that there is also spiritual attacks, okay? And so you have to stay true to yourself. Do not lose yourself in those moments. Know what it is that you wanted to do. How did you get to that place where you wanted to share your gifts? I don't care if you're a a writer, an author, a poet, or whatever it is that you do. What got you there? What was the moment that brought you there? And continue to perfect your craft by, um, you know, being consistent with yourself. Um, Sometimes you may have to take yourself away from the social media. You may have to come out of following people because when you're around a person or when you start to see people, you will find that you may actually start to become them, and then you lose yourself mm-hmm. because you're trying right. to be like them. You have Absolutely. to think to what it is your mission is, what it is your vision that God had given, has given you. Why did you go into what you went into? You have to be able to share who you are. And, you know, you can try to be perfect. Like we all, when, when you're an entrepreneur, you, want, you have to be professional. But at the end of the day, we are in a season. People are looking for real, authentic people, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but, you know, she does. But don't lose yourself um, looking at others and looking at their blessings. And, you know, you got to stay focused on what it is that you need to do for you because there may, think, may be things that you have to stop, remove, or some things you may not be doing. But you keep going. You don't stop. Make room for the blessings so God. It may be a person that's assigned to you to get you to that place where you are. But you got to stay on track. And don't be afraid to get away from the social media thing. I tell people all the time, like, you're going to lose yourself watching everybody else, like, thinking it's all great and dandy because it ain't. Behind closed doors, if, if you want to talk about the truth, oh, you get some tears. You get a lot of tears and some days you have doubt, but you got to stick to why you started and don't forget why you started. you got to go back sometimes. So don't lose yourself in that. Just keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Stacy um, from Dallas, Texas, uh, she wanted to know, let's see here, when it comes uh, to being able to be open and transparent about the things that we have experienced in life, oftentimes people tell us to move forward, move on with our lives. But there are moments mm-hmm. where you want to cry because you think of those memories. Uh-huh. How do we allow people to let us have those moments where we can be in our feelings and not feel like we just have to dismiss them all the time? Wow, I love that question. So to have the right people in your circle. Here's the deal. I ain't going to cry on social media, okay? <laughs> and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to tell you about those moments where I'm having difficulties, but my right. support system is my people. Um, and so your support system is people that it's going to be a, your 911 emergency person, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. be those people um, that are open to being with you on your journey as you are being open and transparent about the things that you have gone through. These individuals are not going to judge you. Uh, they may even go with you to a doctor's appointment. Um, they right. may follow you to better understand what it is. And even with family, um, family and friends, you know, we, we get to that point where we feel like family and friends don't understand us. And they may not, you know, because the truth is, especially in the African-American community, you can't cry. 
You know, mm-hmm. depression is not real for us, but it is real for us. Personal problems are real. So it's really about being connected to your support system, making sure you have the proper and right people in your life. And if you feel that you don't have those people in your life, let me tell you something. People are against it, but there are people called therapists, okay? If you have insurance, they cover it. They pay for it, okay? And in the midst of that, finding the right therapist, I'll use me for example. I'm a community health worker, and I teach people how to navigate through the healthcare system and to find what works for them. So for me, what I did in my moment was I I did not allow the doctor to say, well, here's a doctor who's in network, and then you can talk with them, right? So I researched it, and I put in the keywords, which was my insurance, I'm the one who was going to meet the needs where I was at, right? And so I went right. and reached out to a therapist that also specializes in spirituality, which was good for me because I'm a woman of God. I have great faith in God. And this was somebody that I could talk to. And so those were my moments where I could, you know, use those moments to talk with them. Also, when you have in a moment, you may not be able to reach out to your friends and family. They may be unavailable for your support system. But I'm big on journaling. So writing those things down, that's why I created a journal um, called The Healing Zone so that you can use your words because you're going to have those moments where you're going to have to let it out. And at times we're not able to verbally um, communicate and let those things out, but we're able to write those things, use our words, and, and in the midst even write your prayers. Um, so it's really about having that support system, finding ways to be able to have an outlet for yourself and what works for you. Because it's okay to cry. It is okay but don't let it consume you. And then know what your triggers are because if you're having those moments where you find that you are um, being triggered uh, and, you're, and you're seeing these things, you're like, okay, you have to ask yourself, was I having a conversation? Where was I? Um, because it's important for you to know your triggers so that you can better support and help yourself in those moments if they come about. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, if you guys are just tuning in with us, we are on with Nita Vaught, you guys, um, founder um, of The Healing Zone. And so this evening, you guys, uh, we are discussing The Healing Zone and uh, ways to get through those healing processes as well. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back. We'll switch gears a little bit and tell you how you um, can make sure that your mental health is in check and on the right track uh, for this brand new year. Uh, You wouldn't believe um, how the holidays and the beginning of years um, are very stressful, very stressful for people. Um, A lot of people begin to feel a lot of the pressures um, of getting things, the task, new journey, all those things. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more when we come back, you guys, and we'll be right back with some more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. This piece. This piece be for all the lyrics that when put together made beautiful sounds but made the assumption that nobody heard them. Well, I want you to know that I heard you. I heard you lyrics. I heard you through concrete walls, roach-infested halls. I heard you through mama sobs of praying to the Lord not to take her baby away. 
I heard you through lonely, cold nights. And I didn't ignore your pleas just because there was no drama in my life. Because to me, your Melanie was still beautiful. No matter how it was brought forth. And it needed to be heard. Because everybody got a song that needs to be sung. From the man on 5th Street who's singing the blues. To the motherless child whose life has been cruel. Even those who go to sleep hungry at night. And them lyrics right there, dumb lyrics right there sometimes just don't sound quite right. But I heard you. I heard you through tracks that ran up and down arms from getting high in the middle of the night. From lies that caused you to be tongue-tied. From scratches on his back from making sweet love for the very first time. I, I even heard a couple that prayed together with a combination of baritone and alto giving a perfect pitch. So for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, for all the lyrics who thought no one heard you, know that I heard you. I heard you coming from alleyways. I heard you through babies left in trash cans, from long bus rides home so you can embrace loving arms, from hearts that beat irregular to generational curses that went unseen. Remember, I heard you because everybody got a song that needs to be sung for lyrics that were cased in bars and prisoned by a system that refused to believe that they were stars from outcries that were felt in the pit of your soul. You see, I heard the beauty of a story that was untold. So if nobody did or ever wanted to, remember, I listen just for you. Remember, I heard you lyrics because everybody has a song that needs to be sung.
And okay, uh, welcome back everybody to the beautiful butterfly show. Um, I, I guess the the technical guys took us out for a minute, but we are back uh, with Nita Vaught, you guys. And so, um, um, as I was saying, um, during the holidays and during the beginning of a new year, a lot of people become stressed um, about um, things that they are experiencing, taking those changes. Uh, maybe new job opportunities, maybe becoming their own boss. And so, Nita, what do you believe are some ways uh, that we can help ourselves make a smooth transition um, to get our goals accomplished and not feel so anxious? Oh, the one thing, the one thing, and I'm going to say it again because I'm big on it, you have to like plan in everything that you do. You have to create a plan for yourself. And I call it the healing zone. Um, For me, I call it the zone, like whatever your zone is. So create your zone. Create that um, thing that you want for yourself. So um, if it's something that you want to achieve, whether it's a new job, whether it's becoming your own boss, um, whether it's sharing your gifts with the world, speaking, whatever it is, you have to write that out. A lot of times we're putting things in our minds and we're not letting it out. We forget about it. We don't know how to execute it we um, then become frustrated. But also knowing that when you create a plan, we know that everything doesn't go according to plan, right? But you continue because what happens is this is something that you really want. When you really want something, you're going to go after it. That's it. You're going to go after it. There are going to be times that doubt is going to kick in. There's going to be times distractions are going to come, and you're going to feel like I'm going to give up. This is where when you write your plan, you start to say, okay, well, this happened. Um, how can I move past this? This is going on. So, again, I'm big on writing. You write your plan, but also start creating um, a space for you. You know, we call it journaling, um, using your words, being able to write your days down, what you're going through, um, you know, what you think you can do in those moments, being able to give yourself an outlet and making sure you have the right people and the support around you. So your goals are achievable. Um, Oprah says you can have it all, but you just can't have it all at one time. And that's really big to know because um, I think at times we get into uh, self-doubt and anxiety because things are not moving as fast. We're looking at everybody around us, and we think that, um, you know, things for them are going and they're happy. We have to learn to stay focused on ourselves. Don't lose ourselves looking at other people, and if you find that you're doing that, um, kind of just take a moment to put yourself in your own safe space and continue with your plan, you know, and don't stop. You know, sometimes you just have to revamp things. I'm telling you, I'm always revamping. I, I, I look at something and I say, okay, maybe I can do it this way. And so I'm always revamping. I'm always trying to find ways to, um, you know, do better, be better, and that that comes with the third story of success and wanting to achieve goals. Absolutely, absolutely. What is the importance? Um, because um, speaking of rebranding and restructuring, how important is it to make sure that you have those moments where you are rebranding and restructuring your platform? Like you say, you can have something great, um, but there are some some quirks and some things that can be enhanced. And so for you, how did you find you personally, how important it was um, to restructure and kind of rebrand yourself? 
So I'm going to be honest with you. This is my transparency. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, I felt like um, I was thinking like a nine-to-five person. Right. And when you are in entrepreneurship, that is the one thing you have to break, <laughs> that nine-to-five <laughs> mentality. Um, and I was looking at things as though I was working them out in the field, and I had to go back and really talk to God and really even go back to my journals from the beginning in, like, 2015 and go back mm-hmm. and read what it is I wanted because it was in those moments that I was very desperate that I was on a mission and I had a vision. And so I had to go back to that and remember that I'm assigned to other different people, and this is mm-hmm. why I chose and God chose me as well to be the voice in the vessel that's used to share my story but also be of help to others because I'm not the traditional person. Um, I do things out of the box, but it's important for you. It was important for me to really have to go back um, and say, okay, I need to always first, I, I need to achieve one goal first before I move to the next. If I cannot mm-hmm. achieve that one goal, I need to figure out a way that I'm going to be able to present that. And then I, I talk to a lot of people. So as I talk to people, I'm seeing more of a need and I'm seeing what I can do to help that need. And right. so I'm always adding or revamping or taking out to be able to serve my audience. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's nothing wrong with revamping Um Sometimes you just have to take a step back and look and say, hey, this is what needs to be done in this moment. Because the people that I said, there are moments and I need to, you know, really be that person that's going to be able to help them um, achieve their goals. Absolutely. 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 Uh, And for you, um, Anita, I know the the year is just kicking off in in full throttle. And so uh, what can uh, some of your supporters and followers um, expect uh, from you this year? Wow. So this year um, you can expect to see me a lot more, um, not just on social media, but uh, TV, um, um, going, I'm, I'm really going out to, um, do a lot more broadcasts, do a lot more stories. Um, I have an upcoming, um, show that's going to come up, the, um, Armstrong Williams show, which is a political show, um, that's here in my area, uh, talking about entrepreneurship, being the future leader. Um, I'm also going to be, um, highlighted on Tell Your Story Tuesday. That's going to be coming up. Um, you can expect, even with my coaching um, that I'm going to be doing, I'm looking to work with businesses and um, uh, help my clients. I'm not the coach that says we have eight sessions and boom, we're done and i let you go. No, you are staying full force with me until we get you where you need to be. So I'm going to be connecting a lot more with um, other businesses to be able to help my clients to achieve their personal goals, um, you're going to see a lot more of me just really being out there. I'm I'm really, this this year, um, oh, and, and books, 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 books. I mean, I forget about that. Um, so <laughs> and, um, my goal is to have three books out 
um, this year. Um, so you're going to see more of the authoring with me. Um, one should be out in May sometime, so I'll, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, okay. And not just sharing my story, but being able to help others to share who they are. Um, because I want to share with the world. I, I work with amazing people, and so I want to be able to send others to other people. That's what reconnecting is about. Um, I'm, I, I love connecting other people to to individuals, and, and so you're going to see a lot more of that um, going on, um, a lot more television and radio. So, And, and, and I want to um, also be able to get into these other states and 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 do more um you know more speaking absolutely 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 well it has definitely uh been our pleasure uh having you on the show this evening Thank and i am you. looking uh, forward and excited for you um Thank to you. make this new transition and to get things rolling uh for 2018 and what's to come uh from you and healing zone and all of those great things and so uh once again tell the folks um Nita, how they can go about getting in touch with you and where they can go uh, to get the app um, so they can have it with them on the go. Okay, so um, you can get the app on Google Play um, and just type in the Healing Zone. Um, It's not on Apple yet, but no fears. um, It's going to come on Apple, but if you have Google, you can definitely find it on Google at the Healing Zone, um, Inspire Confidence. Um, You can also reach me, um, my email, reconnectingroc at gmail.com. You can also call me on my business line. It's 202 Six zero zero nine eight four zero, and you can also connect with me through email if you want to do special consultation with me. Um, I'm open for new clients, so I am opening new clients with open arms to be able to work with many individuals. You can also find me on social media at Mita Vaught, um, <clears> or <throat> my social media on Facebook, Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter. Um, at the healing zone, find me. Just type in Nita Vault, like you'll find me all over <laughs> the Google. Um, but definitely <laughs> get in touch with me. Email me, reconnectingroc at gmail.com. Um, reach out to me. I'm, I'm looking, I'm open. I'm open for new clients. It's a new season, it's a new year, so I'm ready. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and so we will definitely uh, be keeping in touch. And so we'll definitely uh, let you guys know uh, when Nita uh, makes her moves. And of course, uh, you know that you are welcome back on here at any time. Uh, we would definitely love to have you. We appreciate you and what you're doing, um, not only uh, for yourself, but for the community, for others. Um, think keeping others in mind um, in your healing and in your journey uh, to strive to help all of us um, heal uh, one day at a time. And so we definitely appreciate that and appreciate you. you. And uh, we'll definitely be talking with you again soon. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening and weekend. You too. Thank you so much. I just love talking to you. I can talk for hours. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Take care.
All right, you guys, that was Nita Vaught, you guys, founder of The Healing Zone. Make sure you go and connect with her. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those great places. Um, and get that journal, man. Um, nothing like a good journal to kind of express uh, things and feelings uh, that go on inside. Oftentimes, we don't realize um, just how much and how vital it is to share and get things out in the open, you guys. And so uh, coming up Monday or Tuesday, excuse me, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're welcoming um, songstress S. Navi. Uh, so we're going to have some music. Uh, next week is our music week. Uh, we're going to kick it off Tuesday with S. Navi. Uh, then on Thursday, we're going to have a lyrical soul um, time with Arrestus a day, you guys. So we're going to have a great, great time next week. And I hope you guys will help me and be a part of it and join me. Uh, next week, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. We're going to go out with some Transform Me uh, by Deborah Price. You guys can connect with her on Twitter um, and Facebook at Deborah Price McKinney. You guys have a great weekend. Once again, thank you for tuning into the Beautiful Butterfly Show. the woman you call me to be no one. Father, take over me. Help me be who you call me to be. Oh, transform me, Lord. Mm-hmm. What you created me to be, Lord. I'm tired of doing things Deborah's way. I no longer choose to be that way. Hey, hey, oh, transform me. Transform me.
to be the woman of love that you created me to be. Like most of you speak through me and touch your people's soul. 